In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of The Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Jared Saltalamacchia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, producer Evan here, and we're going to break down the top five free agents that have helped themselves the most this postseason, earn themselves the most money. Now, granted, this is a weak hitters class, this free agency, so there's not as many big, big names as you'd expect, but we feel like these five guys have definitely moved themselves into a higher tier than they were before, strictly based on their postseason performance. So at number five, I got Tommy Pham. He had three home runs and three RBIs, a two seventy five average and a 779 OPS so far this postseason. He went 6-for-14 with one home run against the Dodgers. He had a big game six home run against the Phillies. He had a go-ahead home run in World Series game one, granted the D-backs lost, but that's still, you know, you need those clutch things, and he's been clutch this entire time. And then he went 4-for-4 game two and did the best teammate move anybody could imagine by asking manager Tori Lovello, you know, Please put in Jace Peterson. I know that I can go for history and go five for five in the World Series, but I want my boy Jace Peterson to get an opportunity to play today because he deserves it. And I don't know if there's a chance that he'll get in again. So I definitely think Tommy Pham, just strictly based on his performance on the biggest stage, being an absolute class act as a teammate, and just his his absolute commitment to the craft to making himself what he is today. You know, when he first signed with the Mets back in the beginning of the season. You know, he said one of the main reasons he came to Queens, obviously he wanted to win, but he said one of the main reasons he came to Queens was because he really didn't have many other offers because he was coming off kind of a weird year with the Reds and Red Sox. He didn't really do all that well and teams kind of forgot about him. Whereas this year he is firmly establishing his name. And I definitely think if before he was in the category of being a fourth outfielder, I think right now he's being in, he's in the category. Granted, his age is up there. He's 35. But I think right now he's in the category of getting himself an opportunity to start on a contending team right now. Now, number four, this is also based on age, but also based on performance and based on the tier I have them in. I lured Escorial Jr. Now, Mike Hazen made an amazing trade last offseason. He traded Dalton Varsho to the Blue Jays and got Gabby Moreno, their great catcher, who if he was a free agent would probably at number two on this list because he's just been outstanding. And then they got Lord Escorial Jr., who was kind of, I think, just a throw-in in that trade, really, because he had a really down year in 2022. So I think, you know, Hazen won a little bit more, and he ended up getting him for really pennies on the dollar. And he's been outstanding this postseason. A two home runs, seven RBIs, a 268 average, a 722 OPS. He has one home run and three. He had one home run and three RBIs against the Dodgers. He had one home run and two RBIs against the Phillies. He had seven hits total in that series. He's currently three for eight with one RBI so far through two games against Texas in this World Series. So he's been a really good player. And when you look past the Cody Bellingers in free agency, Lourdes Goriel and Teoscar Hernandez are right there. And once you miss on those three, you got to go into the trade market. You might want to call Baltimore, ask about Austin Hayes, ask about Anthony Santander 
there. But when you look at the free agent market, Lourdes Goriel is definitely in that second tier, in my opinion. At number three, I have Mitch Garver of the Texas Rangers, currently a DH, can also be a catcher when headed into the free agent market. He has three home runs, 13 RBIs, a 268 average, and an 898 OPS. He went four for 10 against the Orioles, which is a 400 batting average. He went three for four with one home run and two RBIs, strictly in one game, in game six against the Astros. And he had a solo shot in game two against the D-backs, really provided the only source of offense the Rangers had in that game. And when you look at the free agent market, when you look at the DH market, you got Shohei Otani, who's far and away the best player in the market, will be regardless of his injury. And then once you get past him, you got J.D. Martinez, an all-star a very high caliber player. Then you got Justin Turner and then you got Mitch Garver. I think Justin Turner, Mitch Garver right now could probably be in the same conversation. I think Mitch Garver is a little younger, so maybe he gets the upper hand, although Justin Turner's experience and just constant greatness might keep him above Mitch Garver in that conversation. But then if teams are looking at him as a catcher, the only other catcher in the market this year besides Mitch Garver is Gary Sanchez, who nobody really wanted headed into this season. And then he had a really good season with the Padres. So those are really the only two catchers in the market. So if you're a team looking for a catcher in the market, let's say, I don't know, the Houston Astros or, um, you know, you name it, who's looking for a catcher. If you don't get Gary Sanchez, Mitch Garver is the next best guy on the, you know, in the market. Otherwise, you got to look to the trade market. So I definitely think he's earned himself some money by being the guy in the catcher market and being maybe in the second tier of the DH market, maybe third tier, because obviously you got Shohei in one tier, probably JD and maybe Justin Turner in the second tier. And then I think Garver in the third tier. Um, the second guy I have on, you know, the top high free agents who have helped themselves the most, earned themselves the most money would be Aaron Nola, the Philadelphia Phillies, three and one, two, three, five ERA, seven scoreless against Miami in the wild card round. He had six scoreless against Arizona in the NLCS in game two. He had 5.2 scoreless against Atlanta in the NLDS. He allowed two earned runs. He's just been outstanding. Now, granted, you know, the one thing you can hold against him was in game six. He did not have a good game at all. But at the same time, the Phillies still had a chance to win in game seven. So the guys had an outstanding postseason. And besides that, you know, that bump in the road in game six, his ERA would be even lower than two, three, five. And that's kind of hard to imagine. So Aaron Nolan has definitely earned himself some money. The way I look at it, you got Blake Snell and you got Yamamoto on tier one. And then after them, you got all these other guys. And Nola definitely fits in there along with Sonny Gray, maybe Marcus Stroman. Maybe Marcus Stroman's another tier down besides the these guys, but Aaron Nola has definitely got himself in that second tier market, along with this guy who my number one guy who's helped himself the most this postseason has to be Jordan Montgomery. He was three and one this postseason. He has a 290 ERA, seven scoreless against the Rays, 6.1 scoreless against Houston. He had a big relief outing in game seven, really saved the Rangers after Max Scherzer only went two and I think two thirds innings. So he really benefited from getting traded from the Yankees because at the time, the last trade deadline, the Yankees traded him straight up for Harrison Bader because they needed Harrison Bader's bat in center field. And they felt like Jordan Montgomery wouldn't benefit them in the postseason and probably wouldn't pitch for them as a starter in the postseason. And now he's become the number two on a team that could very well win the world series. So just an outstanding postseason for Jordan Montgomery. And he is definitely a guy who if he was ever on a tier below the second tier, he is definitely on the second tier now. When you look at the second tier, you got Aaron Noah, you got Jordan Montgomery, you got Sonny Gray, and maybe Marcus Stroman in there too. So 
just an outstanding postseason for Jordan Montgomery. And I definitely think he'll have a lot of people coming coming for their services, just like these other five guys will have. They'll all have a bunch of teams coming for their services. So thank you very much for listening. And those are the top five free agents who have helped themselves the most this postseason.